Thank you for tuning in to the latest message from Island Church, Dundalk. Oh, you beat the God and getting the heart to stand on my feet. You need to feel the presence of God there, the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, church, there's nothing in this world that can compare to it. This world has nothing, nothing, not a titch to compare with the presence of God. I'll tell you, to know God, to know God, what a wonderful God we serve. I'm, t- I'm telling you, church, there's nothing, there is nothing like knowing God. What an honor and a privilege that we, ha- that we have, that we know Almighty God, the God who created us, heaven and earth, we actually know that God. What an honor. And where's all the Christians gone? <laughs> you know, he's the same God on a Wednesday night as he is on a Sunday. He's the same God all the time. And he never changes. And he's just waiting for us. And God prepares something for us. And he gets something ready for us. Because he's something to give us. And it's not God's fault that we don't show up the take of it. God has already, and he can't say, well, this and that and the other. No, God has already, already prepared. Come, feast, yes. eat off the table. Yes. We've got to sit home, watch TV, <laughs> and hear all about the Cobus. Gosh, I'm sick listening. I don't listen to it. But you can't put on that TV, you can't do nothing, it's Cobus, Cobus, Cobus. That's all they ever talk about. That's, see, that's the world. And that's the world that we're living in. But glory be to God, we have something better to talk about. We've, we have eternal life in the inside of us, bubbling in the inside, bubbling to give it out. <laughs> glory be to God. Oh, Lord, I thank you, Lord. You are a wonderful, wonderful, awesome, mighty God. You're a great God. He is a great God. I'm telling you to know the God. Oh, to know God. I'm t- I, you might think I'm just going, but it's just so. Getting God's presence. There's not, not, absolutely nothing to compare to it. You know, I, I battled today. I, I battled today because everything was trying to stop me from coming here to minister this word. Everything came against me. And I felt like Jesus come into the office at one, one time. He put his arms around me. Let me get a hug from Jesus. I mean, not, I couldn't see him, but I knew Jesus was in with me. They hugged me. Do you know what I mean? Because several times I wanted to lift the phone, ring past it, past I can't do that tonight. I'm just not in the state of mind to do that. But it was just a Holy Spirit in me and Jesus in me. Go, son, I want you to. Now, I hope God knows there was, it's for a lot of people who is not here, but it's, I don't know your heart. You don't know my heart. But God knows your heart. And he knows the people. So praise be to God. I'm going to encourage you with it. Amen. I'm not going to be, what time is it? I'll be, you'll be out of here early, don't worry. I'll have you out of here early. And it's in the book of Deuteronomy. 
In Deuteronomy chapter 32. And we'll start in verse 7. And verse 7 is God talking to the, the people of Israel at the time. The Jews. But I'm going to... We'll read that anyway. Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask your father and he will show you. Your elders and they will tell you. When the Most High delivered their inheritance to the nations, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the boundaries of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. That's a whole lot of other teaching. Pastor Paul Drury teaches that. <laughs> but I'm not a teacher. I am not a teacher. So I can't teach this. But I'm going to preach this. And an exalt this. <laughs> Amen. Glory be to God. Verse 9. For the Lord's portion is his people. He said, what does the Lord get out of this earth? People. Souls. Precious souls that Jesus died for. That's what God gets out of this earth. And you have one life, just one life. Give it to God. Give it to God. And let God use that life you have. Use it. Not abuse it. Use it. (laughs) Amen. Amen. For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the place of his inheritance. Verse Verse 10, he found him in a desert land. He found him in a desert land. God found me and you in a desert land. We were in the desert lost without God, without hope, without any future. We were in the desert. God found you. People say, oh, he found God. I found God was never lost. We were lost. We were lost, Pastor. God was never lost. People say, oh, I found God. I found, no, you didn't. God found you and me. And you were in the desert, and I was in the desert. We were in the desert in the worst condition of our lives. And we were on our way to a lost eternity. Darkness separated from God for life and ever. Never, ever to see light again. That's the condition we were in in the desert. He said, does God love me? Does God love you? Well, he loves you enough to go into the desert after you and take you out of the desert. And that's what he did to me and you. He took us out of the desert. We were lost in the desert with no hope, no future, no... Didn't he? I was on me with the hell. Didn't even know it. I had religion. Gosh, I hate, I hate religion. I really hate religion. I hate religion, what it does to people. It, it pretends this is okay, everything, you're okay, you're okay, you're okay. And religion will, and I don't care what religion it is. Religion is useless. It'll bring you straight to hell. That's what it'll bring you. There's only one way to get to heaven, and that's Jesus. Jesus will bring you to heaven. If you put your trust in Jesus, what Jesus had done for you, 
He is the only one to bring you to heaven, but religion is different. Religion will bring you to hell. And that's, we were lost in that. I was lost in that. Didn't even know. Didn't even know. Thought I was okay. I'm a good fella. I'm all right. I go to Sunday or to Mass on Sunday every now and then. And so I'll be all right. I'll be okay. Oh, lost in the desert. Lost in the desert of life. Amen. He found him in a desert land and in the howling wilderness. In the wilderness. In the howling wilderness. We were. In the howling, the wilderness of nothing. Absolutely nothing. Hustle and bustle and trying this and trying that. In the wilderness we were. Absolutely in the wilderness. Didn't even know it. Didn't he, in the howling wilderness, separated from God. But glory be to God, God found us. God found us. I want to enter. He left heaven. Jesus left his Father in heaven and came down into this earth, into the desert, into the howling wilderness, and took you and took me. And he has a call for everybody. See, Jesus saved everybody. All they have to do is accept what he did and come out of the desert, come out of the wilderness. Put your trust in Jesus. Glory be to God. Amen. I'm glad I did. <laughs> I'm glad I did. He found him in the desert land, in the wasteland and howling wilderness. He encircled him. He instructed him. He when God found you, he instructed you. He gave you. He leads you. He le God leads us. He said, am I being led by God? Yes. Yes, God has found you. He, he encircled you. He will lead you and show you the way. He leads you and guide you the way you want to go. So, am I? Yes, yes. Be led and instructed and taught by God. By God. Amen. Amen. Led, taught, and instructed by God. He said, does God... Is God leading me and teaching me? Yes, God is leading you and instructing you and teaching Now, I don't know where you are in God. I don't know if God is leading you, showing you, or some people, have you ever even found God? But I want to tell you this, that he has, that God who found you, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has not stopped and he has not, not lost any ability to keep you and to instruct you and to guide you. So when you're being led and taught and guided by God, keep your ears open, folks. Keep your ears open to the Spirit of God, what he, what he has to say to you. Amen. And the Spirit of the Lord will lead you and guide you. And show you the way. But you gotta be, you gotta be open to that. You gotta be open to that. You say, Can I is God leading me? Well, he's given an illustration right here in, in this book. Amen. In verse eleven. 
as an eagle stirs up its nest, hovers over its young, spreading out its wings, taking them up, carrying them on its wings. Verse 12. I'll come back to that in a minute. Verse 12. So the Lord alone led him, and there was no foreign gods with him. So the Lord alone led him, and there was no foreign God with him. you got to make up your mind. There's going to be one leader in your life, and his name is Jesus. One leader in your life. That's it. One leader. You get one life. One life. One leader, and his name is Jesus. Now, I'm not against hobbies, exercise, and doing things outside the church. I'm not against that. But let me tell I tell you, do not, do not, never let that come before God. God's got to be number one. At all times, God's got to be number one. Yes, you can have your hobby. You can have your things outside the church if you want. There's nothing wrong with that. You can have your holiday. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't ever, 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 I'm telling you as a child of God, ever put anything before God. Never let anything in the way of God. If if when you're being led and instructed and kept by God, if God wants you to do something, when you have your spiritual ears open, then go God's way. I don't want you. Will you, will you do this for me now? Forget about your hobby for a minute. Will you, will you come with me now and do this for me now? I want you to talk to somebody. Take that person over there. That person's in the desert. Would you, would you go into the desert? Now I'm talking when you're being led by the Spirit of God, when God is leading you. See, you can hear this, but if you're not being led by God, if you're not letting God lead you, you will not hear this. Your spiritual ears will be closed, so you won't hear this. And if he says to you, I want you to go over and speak to that person, do this, do that. They're in the desert, and I want you to take them out of the desert, guide them out, show them the way. Show them the way. God's got to be number one. He has to be number one. There can't be any other body before God. You've got to have a desire. A desire to be led by God and to do what God has asked you to and me to do. Amen. You know, desire, pastor can get up here and he can teach you about the anointed teach you the word and do things. But one thing he cannot do, and nobody can do this, is put desire in your heart. You gotta stir that desire up. You gotta want, you gotta want the desire, God. You gotta want the desire to do what God has asked you to do. No, you can get two football teams. And I often seen it plenty of times, seen Liverpool playing. Liverpool is a brilliant football club. Best football club in the world. <laughs> and the best team in the world. They really are. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you, I know that they are. And listen to tell you. I often see them coming up against a team not so skillful. Not as good as players. And you see this lots of, with lots of teams. But that other team had a desire. We're going to win tonight. When this hustle and bustle and fluff and stuff is all over, we are going to win. And that team comes out and they, and they beat the, 
a team with more skill and all. Why? Because he had a desire in the inside of them that they were going to win and they were not going to be defeated. Now you can have all the skills, but if you haven't got the desire, the desire in your heart, then that won't help you. See, you see it a lot of times. Somebody with desire. And when God puts desire in your heart, you got to stir it up. <laughs> you got to stir the desire up in your heart. You got to want it more than anything. Yes. Amen. As I say, the other stuff, yes, I'm not against anybody enjoying themselves. Anyway, listen, the one thing you, you got to remember this. A lot of Christians get this wrong. I got this wrong too in my young Christian days. <laughs> Younger days. Number one, God's got to be number one, right? Number two, your family comes next. That's it, your family. Not the church, your family. Now, if God comes number one, your family number two, church third place. Because if you get them, them, them things right, God's always been them. Listen to I tell you. The church didn't die for us. We are the people. We are the church. This building, this building is not a church. It's just a building where the church meets. That's what it is. So never talk about the church. This is not a church. This is a building. A, a lovely building too. <laughs> lovely, comfortable building. Nice. See how God, how God loves us. This is a nice building like this. But it's the building. The people is the church. The people. So God's got to be number one. And if you, get a, if you put God always number one, God comes before your wife, your husband. Excuse me. God comes first. Number one, always. Second, your family. Take care of your family, your wife, your husband. And another thing, all these, somebody's not even married, somebody's how. <laughs> My wife always helped me this, God love her. Don't ever put your children before your wife or your husband. Amen. No, no, no. They're not. Someday your children will get up and leave you. But your wife and your husband is always there because you're one. One body, one flesh. That's what you how. So, when you have God number one in your life, your family next to church, everything will flow the way God wants it to flow. It'll be perfect. It'll be perfect. I'm telling you, it'll be perfect. Brilliant. Brilliant. Glory be to God. Praise God. Verse 11. As an eagle stirs up its nest, hovers over its young, spreading out its wings, taking them up, carrying them on its wings, so the Lord alone led him, and there was no foreign God with him. As an eagle stirs up its nest, I'm telling you, God will stir you up. And he's just giving an illustration here. He's just showing, using a bird, a bird as an example, to stir up the nest. You see, when we got saved, 
When we got saved, God took us and put us in the church, in the nursery. The church is the nursery. And he fed us, feeds us with the best, has us looking real well, fattens us up and has us looking really like little eaglets. That's what we are, with little eaglets. Amen. See, when an eagle makes its nest, it makes a big round, like a big basket, a big, massive big, one of the biggest nests a bird can make. And eagles go way up into the high altitudes. They don't nest in the valley. And they don't nest in the shadow of, the shadow of death. Amen? The valley of the shadow of death. They only pass through it every once and a while. They don't live there. They live up in the high altitudes where they can see everything, see all the prayer, see everything. They have the eagle eye. Them eagle eyes can see for miles and miles and miles. He can see right down. So, and eagles, when they get up into the high altitude, eagles has a big, like, eight-foot span. That's what they are, eight. They, some of them can be nine-foot. They're massive birds. I love them eagles. They're brilliant birds. And they're strong. Man, are these strong. I mean, a, a big mommy eagle or daddy eagle can take a, a sheep. Yeah, you can take a little, you can take a sheep. So they get up there and they can see all our prayer and that. And they go, the mommy and the daddy eagle. They go and they catch rabbits and mice and every, all that stuff. And they eat it for food. But all the skin and the fur they take back to their nest. And they line their nest with all this lovely, they love to get twigs and thorns when they make the nest, twigs and thorns and the thorns, put thorns in the nest. But then they get this four of the, of, the, of the rabbits and all that, and they line the nest with all the lovely four and make it nice and cozy and lovely and cozy for the, the, the young that they're going to wear. And it's lovely, lovely for the little eagles. So they take them and they hatch, and they start rearing a family. And the mommy and daddy goes out and brings them back. Fish and rabbit and all that type of stuff. To love. See? And, and, and life is great there. And life is great in the church here. When you're getting well fed and it's nice and cozy and the heat's on. It's too, it's too, it's too cold in here. Turn up that heating. Yeah, too cold in here. Turn up the heating. It's too warm. You put that air conditioner. Oh, uh, the cab. Oh, it's nice and soft. No, it's just the nursery. God has them, everything's nice. In the nest. And the birds, the wee eaglets in the nest. And mommy and brings their bag back the, the food. But the problem is with them little eaglets, they get as big as the mommy and daddy. Now they're, they're massive. So they're, they're as big as the mommy and daddy in, in the nest. And if mommy and daddy's not careful, they leave mommy and daddy out of house and home. So mommy and daddy, it's time to store up this nest and move these eaglets on, these little eaglets, which are now eaglets. Store it up. So what the mammy does is she starts to pluck some of the fur out of that nest. Starts to pluck some of the fur out of the nest. And half of the nest, now the nest 
one half of the nest is bare and all these thorns start to show. And that eagle, little eagle, which is now a big eagle, as big as the mammy that he sits down. And that eagle sits down. What was that? What was that? That wasn't in this nest yesterday. What's that? I never heard that nest was always lovely and comfortable. Mammy always brought us the food and it was nice. And now what's that? What do you mean? What do you mean, Pastor? You want me to go up to the shopping center to sing a Christmas? Sing carols of Christmas? Is that what you want me to do? Everybody knows me there. Everybody be watching me and you want me to go up there and sing, Pastor? Oh, and that's how like, Wait, put... God is just pulling some of that fur out of your behind. Making things uncomfortable for you. I don't want you sitting in the nursery all the time. Just pluck some of that fur out of your behind. <laughs> pluck some of it out. Make it uncomfortable for that eagle. And the, that little baby eagle says, Praise God, I'll go this side of the nest. I'll, be, I'll go over here where the fur is. So the mammy eagle pulls that is that, when it ends up, the mammy eagle has that all bear and that little baby eagle is walking around in pins and needles. Pins and needles. Say, what? You want me to what? You want me to give to the missions? They're building a, they, they want to build a church over there in a, and, and a country I've never been. And you wanted me to give me my money. To go to that, I need a house. Never mind them all. <laughs> I need a house. God is just plucking some for out of your behind. Just starting to make things, it's not comfortable here anymore. That's why some Christians, you see, when they get saved first, they're at the front of the church. Sit in the front seats. Because next of all, they're up in the back row. Then they go up there. Next of all, they go for lunch, and they never come back. You never see them again. <laughs> see them again, they never come back. Why? Because it got uncomfortable. God wants to use your life. He didn't save us to sit in the nursery. Is there some fall being pulled out of your behind? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll praise God, I'll go somewhere else. Well, they won't be at that cow yarn. Yeah, you, you can do it. But you won't be filling the plan of God for your life. There's lots of Christians out there who believe me. Oh, they're going to heaven. Yes, they're going to heaven. But wouldn't it be awful when you go to, when we get to heaven and, oh, if you only had to do this for me, then you're regretting it. Then you, that can never be changed. It can never be changed. Oh, I regret I never did more for Jesus. I regret I never did this for Jesus. I regret I never did that. Oh, I've only had a... Yes, there's lots of Christians like that. And that's what happens. They're in heaven. But if you, I'm telling you, when you, if you're in a church here and when the word gets you, oh, I wish you wouldn't have preached that word. I wasn't. I wasn't comfortable. There was some, there was a thorn sticking near me. All I couldn't sit right. 
I couldn't sit right in that service. I wasn't uncomfortable. That's God plucking some fur out of your behind. You're long enough. You're big eaglets now. But you say, oh, but I'm only a little eaglet. I only saved last year. I'm only a little eaglet. No, but you look like an eagle. You got the eagle eyes. And you got the eagle beak. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> only a little eaglet. No, but you look mighty in the spirit. Yes. And God is leading you, guiding you, and showing you. But you've got to be willing. We've got to be willing. We've got to be willing to be led by God. And if you want to be led by God, then there's some things that's not very comfortable. I'm telling you, what do you mean? You want me to get up and preach, talk about it, and everybody looking at me up there. Ah, no, 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 I'm not going to do that now. No, 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 no. I'll just sit there and I'll listen to Melvin. He can get up and preach. But I don't want to get up there. No, everybody be talking about me. Ah, what is he at? What is he at? It's God leading us. As I say, I wanted to lift the phone today a whole lot of times. But I, I didn't, I didn't. And then when you have your daughter sending you texts and having you crying your eyes out, saying, Mom is cheering you on, Dad. Get up there, Mom is up down, down there looking at you, cheering you on. And you're reading this and you're bawling your eyes out. I wish she was here with me. <laughs> You know, folks, oh, what, what wonderful it is to serve God. Anyway, getting back to the mommy and the daddy eagle, that, them eaglets gets up on the edge. And they're up on the edge. But when you get up on the edge, out on the edge, the wind is different. Then the Holy Ghost comes into the church. He starts hovering, hovering. You feel it when you're right on the edge. Well, I have nowhere to go now. Do this. The Lord, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. When your spirit, when you're led by the Spirit of God, the Bible says in John 16, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide us. Yes. Guide us into all truth. Amen. Amen. He'll guide you to places. He, 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 he wants you, you, something that can never come into your head to do something. You might say it's silly. It's silly. But if the Holy Spirit asks you to do it, do it. Do it. Do it. I'm telling you. It's a, God, see, you can have the place packed, but you can have one person. As I think was past when I was talking about revival. Revival begins in your heart. It doesn't begin with a whole lot. You see people falling away and outside in the street. And <laughs> that can happen. But the majority, revival starts in you, in your heart. Yes. That's what starts, in your heart. 
and you want to please God and you want to do things for God. So them little eaglets out there in the edge and the wind is different. Everything is different. And that mammy eagle comes in. The mammy eagle comes in with food and, 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 and the eagle said, come on down mammy. Oh mammy's got mouse. And rabbit, oh, mummy, come on, mummy, we're waiting for you. Feed us, mummy, feed us, pastor, give us the best. Come on, we're waiting, we're waiting. Oh, don't mind the bellies. The bellies, we'll get rid of them later. We'll, we'll get we're fat now, we want to stay fat. Give us the word. We'll keep the word. We're not giving it to anybody else. We're not sharing it with anybody else. We're not giving it to anybody else. We want the word and we're keeping it and we're taking it to heaven with us. But what about all other people that Jesus died for? What about if somebody didn't come and give you the word and share the word with you? What about if somebody didn't witness to you and me? What about that? To know. What about that? Don't be selfish. Don't be selfish. Share. Share the word. Preach the word. And I'm not talking about annoying people. Oh, I'm not talking about getting in people's faces and that. But man there, when you're led by the Spirit of God, you can be so subtle. And you can just give a little bit here, then leave it. Somebody else will come along and give another little bit. See, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He'll never force you to do anything you don't want to do. He won't force you to do something. And God won't force you to do something. He leads you. That's how God does it. He leads you. And if, and if you don't follow the leading, he'll not condemn you either. He'll just move on to the next person. And that's it. He'll, you'll go to heaven. And he, he'll not forget about you. He loves you the same as the person who does do it. No different than the love. He'll still love you. But as I say, when you get there, oh, I wish I had it in it. I wish I had it done. I just wish I had said that. I wish I had done that. You know what I mean? So the mammy eagle comes in. Oh, here comes mammy. This is an example. This is what I want just showing. This is as an eagle stirs up a nest. That's what God does. And just using the board. <laughs> oh, here comes mammy with the rabbit and the hare and the fish. Come on, mammy, feed us. But this time mammy flies in. Here she comes. Big eight foot span. And she just flies in. But this time she doesn't land. This time she eats the food herself. Eats the fish. Eats the rabbit. Eats everything. Oh. Oh wait my mammy. Hold on. You got that wrong. Wait a minute. What are you doing mammy eating that? Feed us mammy. Now these eagles or like as big as the mammy and daddy, come on, that's for us, feed us. And the mammy eagle says, if you want rabbit and fish, go get it. Oh, oh no, 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 it doesn't work like that. You're supposed to bring us the food. And we sit here and we take it and eat it. You feed us. We don't go out there. That's the pastor's job to go out there. <laughs> 
That's his job to go out there and get that and do that. Oh, oh. But you're all big eagles now. Look at you. You're all big eagles. I have the word. I have the word. You have the anointing. Go, 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 go. 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 You have it in you. Amen. Have it in you. Have it in us. Go. So with that mommy you need, that mommy, she eats the food and then she gets on and the, 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 the mommy gets the big wings. Oh, that's nice, mommy. Oh, that's nice, mommy. Oh, yeah, mommy. That's nice. That's nice. Oh, easy now, mommy. Easy now, mommy. Easy now. That's enough. That's enough, mommy. You'll blow us out of the nest. Yes! That's what I'm trying to do. Get you out of the nest. Get out. Blow you out. Oh, oh. So that eaglet hops on the mammy's back. And the mammy's the big one. Oh, and she's walking over. Oh, it's lovely out here. And all of a sudden, mammy takes off. And the eaglet's on her back. Oh, hold on now, mammy. Oh, where you going, mommy? We out here. That's the pastor's job. You shouldn't take us out here. We'll be killed out here. Oh, I get us back. And that mommy eagle swoops out from another. Oh, oh, mommy. Oh, mommy. <laughs> oh, oh, that's what these rings are for, mommy. For flying. Yeah. For flying. Oh, yeah. And then my eagle swoops on the needle and takes her back. Take that baby eagle back to the nest again. I'm taking you back to the nursery for another while. You don't leave the nursery. Right? You don't leave it. You just go out and come back. Get fed. Go out. Come back. That's what an eagle does. So you, when you're fed, you take what you got and you give it to somebody else. And then you get hungry again. And you fill yourself up with the word again in the nursery, in the church. And then you take it back out and God might send you somewhere else from another country to another city. Maybe to the far side of Ireland. Everybody wants to go Away to the missionary. There's a big mission field here in Ireland, I tell you that. Full of religion and tradition. And believe me, it's hard to break through. It is hard. All they want is religion and tradition. That's all they got. But when you do it gently, and there's pockets everywhere. Pockets everywhere in Ireland. And breaking through and breaking through. So don't be... Eaglets are there, and, uh, and the mammy, every so often the mammy come in and trip them all. And then this time the mammy takes off, and the mammy doesn't come back for it this time. You're on your own, buddy. Feed yourself, look after yourself. Mammy and daddy has kept you long enough. Pastor has fed you long enough. Feed yourself with the word of God. Get the word of God in you. Take what he has. Learn from it. Amen. And all of a sudden that eaglet is looking down, rabbit, fish, all the prey, all it's all there. And that baby eaglet 
it's an eagle now swoops down and lands on a rock and takes a rabbit or a rat and eats it. And that baby, that eagle says, oh, I could have done that any time. I could have done that. I am an eagle. I am an eagle. I could have done that any time. And you know that eagles, when they go up in the high altitude, an eagle knows when a storm is coming. It cocks its head and the hairs. It can, it can feel when a storm is coming. And the eagle says, I need to get up higher. Does anybody here need to go higher? I do. Go higher in God. See, that sometimes God will show us about with the storm, with the trials is coming in. Some trials will go through. But there's some trials we go through, God doesn't want us to go through. He'll, he'll show us and lead us and guide us by the Spirit. Amen? Not all trials God doesn't want. So that eagle gets up higher. I tell you, I get up higher. And he rides above the storm. The eagle gets above the storm and rides up. And the eagles don't flap their wings too much. They glide. So they're gliding above the storm. The storms of life. When we go through storms of life, God is trying to get us above the storm. People say, I'm going through the storm, I'm going through, I'll go through every storm. No, there's some storms God doesn't want you going through. Yes. There's some trials you will, and you'll learn in the trial. You know, when I come out of trials, oh, glory be to God. I've been seeing some, <laughs> some trials. But I'm telling you, when I came through, I learned. I don't learn in the trial. I learn when I come out of the trial and I look back. Whoa, now I know for the next time that I'll do, won't do that again. I'll do this instead of doing that. That's God guiding you. And you'll be stronger and better. Glory be to God, church. Glory be to God, right? I'm, I'm going to leave it there. Glory be to God. I hope you were in courage. I could go on a bit longer, but I'm not going to. That's long enough. That's enough to chew on and eat on. <laughs> Amen. Glory be to God. We thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, we thank you. We thank you and praise you, Lord. Oh, Lord, you're so good to us. Your grace and your mercy and your compassion and your love. The way you lead us, Lord. The way you guide us. The way you instruct us, Lord. The way you keep us, Lord. Now, sometimes when we, got, we don't even know the, that you are keeping us, but you are keeping us, Lord. And you are looking after us and you are keeping us. Oh, I just want to praise you and thank you, Lord. Thank you, 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 Lord. You're wonderful. You're absolutely wonderful. You're a wonderful God. Thank you, Lord. Praise be to God forevermore. Amen. We are so glad you could join us for our latest message. We are located right in the center of the town, and we would love for you to call in and see us. Details are on our website at islandchurchdundalk.ie.